impeccable, perfect, precise, and accurate in its declaration, final in its authority, comprehensive and all-sufficient in its provisions. I love God's word. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 I'm glad you love God's word. Um, I'll skip this. I was going to show you a video, but I'll skip it. Let's read something before I introduce the, the, the sermon topic. Psalms 78, verse 40 to verse 42. Psalm 78, 40 to 42. book of Psalms, chapter 78, verse 40 to 32. 40 to 42. Mm -hmm. How often they provoked him in the wilderness and grieved him in the desert. Yes, again and again they tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. They did not remember his power the day when he redeemed them from the enemy. Amen. Amen. You heard that? They did not what? <coughs> oh, tell your neighbor. They did not. Remember. They did not. Remember. I've said often that Christians have a tendency to forget at the wrong time. They did not remember. Tell yourself, I will remember. I will remember. The song we just heard said, we will remember. Say, we will remember. remember. Alright, now let's go to the New Testament. Matthew 13, 53 to 58. Matthew chapter 13, verse 53 to 58. Now it came to pass, when Jesus had finished these parables, that he departed from there. When he had come to his own country, he taught them in their synagogue, so that they were astonished and said, Where did this man get this wisdom in these mighty works? Is this not the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary, and his brothers James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas, and his sisters, are they not all with us? Where then did this man get all these things? So they were offended at him. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor, except in his own country and in his own house. Now he did not do many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I want to share something very brief that I've entitled, Take Off the Limits. Amen. Amen. Tell your neighbor, take off, take take off, off the limits. limits. Tell another person, take off, take take off, off the, limits. the limits. Now tell yourself, I will take off, I will take off the, limits. the limits. Amen. Amen. It's important to note that Jesus put himself in a posture of always being willing to do good. And it is one thing to be willing to do good and be able or be enabled to do good. Hallelujah. Amen. For example, there can be electric current flowing through the walls of this church. And I could have a phone that needs charging. But for my phone to be charged, I need to be able to benefit from the current that is flowing through the wall. Just because there is current or there is electricity and I have a need for electricity does not mean that my need and availability will come together. It doesn't always work that way. So that God can be willing, 
God can be able. But whether God's willingness and God's ability will be enabled by your permission is a different story. Somebody say amen. amen. So we realize that Jesus Christ, after having done a major crusade, if you will, comes to his own place where you think that this is home. You don't even need a flyer to come home. You don't need advertisement. I am home. And the Bible says that he couldn't do many miracles there because of unbelief. And then the Israelites too, we read that because they forgot, they forgot, they did not remember who the Lord was to them. They limited the Holy One of Israel. Now I want you to get this picture. Can you imagine a God like the God we serve? The one who inhabits the heaven as his throne. The heavens is not where he lives. The heaven is his throne. Let's get that straight. The sky, when you look at the sky, you're looking at part of his throne. That's how awesome the God we are talking about. The God whose, who, whose foot rests on planet earth. And you thought Texas was big. <laughs> the earth is where he puts his foot as a cushion. That's how big this God is. And, and the Bible is telling us that a group of people, based on their mindset, limited the endless power of God. So, so among the abilities you and I have, we have the ability to limit the power of the Almighty God. Hey! Let's look at a few hindrances to power and try to position ourselves so that we will not be caught in this predicament of scripture where one day God can look at us and say, you were empowered, you were enabled, but you limited me. May it never be said about us that we limited God, if not for anything with our mindset. Somebody say amen. amen. So Jesus is renowned. He can do miracles. So I want you to imagine if the previous town that Jesus came from, if you had seen Jesus preach, heal, deliver, raise the dead, and you invited your friend, say, come, let's follow him to the next town. Probably he will call us and touch us like everybody else. And then you come to that atmosphere and you realize that what is the difference between the Jesus of that town and the Jesus of his own town? Can it happen? Could it happen that you could hear something and believe it so much and invite somebody to come and experience the same thing and the person comes and is like, ah, is this what you, you, were, you were raving about? That's it. Is it? That's it? Anybody been there before? Somebody would talk about something so much like... And then you come and say, ah, this is the pastor you were bragging about. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Alright. So let's ask ourselves a few questions. Is it possible then for Jesus to be present in our life and still not experience his power in some areas of our life? Is it possible? Is it? Okay. What Jesus accomplishes in our life is greatly affected by the belief system that welcomes him. Do you know that when you get saved, when you get born again, a lot of things still remain the same in your life. Hello? Right? So that Jesus comes in to your life and inherits the belief system that you are operating in. Hello? All right. Austin, please come. Prince, come. 
Very simple demonstration. Those of you who, who know where you are from, you will identify with yourself. Two things. I'm fighting with these two gentlemen. Right? We have, a, we have serious beef. Amen? Somebody say beef. Uh, we have beef. I have beef with these two guys. And I look at Austin and I decide that I'm going to take uh, an organic egg. Hello? And I'm going to whisper some things on the egg. And I'll throw it down at his feet and I'll tell him, you'll see. How many of you think that Austin is going to do an all-night prayer meeting? <laughs> He's going to call the sanitation people to come and sweep it. And he will sleep like he has no problem in the world. Now, juxtapose that with the same thing I'm going to do to this gentleman. <laughs> you. Look at how big he is. Look at how big he is. I'm not going to come close to him. I'm going to stand here, say something on the head, and throw it down. I guarantee you, his knees will be black tonight. Why? Because, thank you. You get the idea? Your mindset is going to dictate and determine how far God can move in your life. Your mindset. It is very important. Jesus was ready to do miracles. Actually, he had done miracles. If they had, if they had cable TV in those days, looking at the commercial, you would see people being healed, lined up. And he came to his own. And they looked at him and they said, We can't tap into this power. Mindset. Somebody say, My mindset. So the first thing we have to look at is knowledge. Somebody say knowledge. knowledge. You can't grow or achieve beyond your knowledge. Amen? The Bible says, they that know their God, what shall they do? They shall do what? Exploits. What you know. Somebody say, what I know. What I know. We sing the song, I know his name. His name is wonderful. Some sing the song, but do we really know? Look at the Israelites. They had worked in miracle after miracle. The first company to provide spring water was God through Moses. Amen? Now we bring bottled water and they tell us it's from a spring. Please, don't think you are the one who drank spring water first. The Israelites drank spring water straight from a rock, untouched by man. Amen? Before Blue Apron started delivering food, God delivered manna to the people of Israel without substitution. Hello? They had, they had been through all these things and when it came time to remember what the Lord had done, the Bible says they forgot. May you never forget what the Lord has done. The resume of God includes accomplishments that ought to encourage us when we face difficult times. But many times we forget because we magnify the problem we are facing now and it clouds our memory of yesterday. Has somebody been blessed this year? This yes. year? Yes. I, I know you are believing God for something for Christmas, but can you remember that Easter has come and gone? Yes. Halloween passed not too long ago. You are still here. Can you remember what the Lord has done? Because what you remember really affects your mindset. Somebody say amen. Amen. Even when it comes to marriage, the Bible says, Ye husbands, dwell with your wives with what? Understanding, knowledge. Somebody say, "What I know." What I know. What I know. The next thing is experience. Have you ever heard the saying, "Once beaten, twice shy"? I have seen people who were beaten by a dog some years ago. Even now, when they see a chihuahua, they shake. You know why chihuahua can fit in your breast pocket? But you know why? Because they were beaten once, and they have determined in their life that everything that has canine ability, 
I must be afraid of. Your experience. Your experiences ought to define, sorry, refine you and not define you. When you come before a mountain, remember the God who gave you water out of a mountain. Don't tell, the, don't tell your God how big the mountain is. Tell the mountain how big your God is. Your experiences. Your experiences. Many of us, we relegate our testimonies to, to, to uh, some kind of fantasy. We, we lie down and think about, oh, you know, at that time God was good. The good old days. <laughs> Anybody who's alive to say good old days, you are living in a good day. I said, you are living in a good day. You are living in a good day. You are living in a good day. Amen? Amen. Second, your belief system. Somebody say, my belief system. These are the things that you hold to be true. They may not be true, but so long as you hold them to be true, they affect you. That is why somebody who I fought with, who could be my Goliath, will decide that an egg has incapacitated his muscles, so he would rather pray. When he could just swipe me off with one hand. Could you? No, he wouldn't. <laughs> Amen? Your, your, your belief system. Your belief system. That's why people can sit in the same um, church as it were. Somebody grabs the word of God literally and runs with it. And another person is analyzing it like, are you the person who you are preaching? Crap. You know, these are your faults. Your button is askew. Your hair is off. Off white, yeah. Your color combination is. The same power, the same power is available. But somebody is not tapping to it. Why? It's because of their belief system. You know, that I've come to realize that for God, you know, God doesn't need to bless you with a blessed man. When the prophet was sent to the widow of Zarephath, do you know that there were other people in the town? Now, if the widow had said, you prophet, you want me to give you my last? You, you look like you are your last. How can I give you my last? <laughs> Belief system. Belief system. The Bible says, if you observe the wind, you will never sow. So if your belief system is going to be practical, pragmatic, and logical, guess what? The numbers don't match. So you never sow. You never give. Conventional wisdom says that if you want to receive, you have to save it. But then the Bible is telling us that he who gives is the one who is blessed. So if I have little and I want more, do I keep the little so that I, somebody will add to the more, I mean to the little? No. You give. So your belief system can greatly affect you. The Bible says he uses the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. The foolish things of this world to confound the wise. In other words, there are things that look like they are breakthroughs. All they are is a break. There's no truth. Hello? Your mindset and your belief system. Somebody say, my belief system. My belief. My belief system. Say, my belief system. My belief system. In Numbers chapter 13, verse 33, there, there were giants. The Bible says, there we saw giants, the descendants of Anak. They came from giants, and we were like grasshoppers, first of all, in our own eyes. And so we were in their eyes. Such as a man thinketh, so are they. A lot of us, we are defeated even before we start the fight because the mindset from which we are fighting is wrong. It's wrong. 
And then in the same Numbers chapter 13, verse 30, it says, Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and take possession, for we are able to overcome. Able. Same picture, different interpretations. What is your mindset saying? You look at this one, somebody will tell you it's dirty white. Somebody will say beige. Somebody will say linen white. Somebody will say off-white. There are so many things that everybody is describing from their own perspective. What is your perspective? Because there could be power available. Jesus Christ could be living in your life. You could be saved with nothing to show for it. Why? Because your mindset. You know some people's mindset is that God will provide. Does God provide? Yes. But he says he who does not must not. So if you are sitting down thinking that God will provide and the only work you are doing is praying, you will be very anointed. If a mosquito bites you, it will fall down and die. But whether you eat or not, it's a different story. Mindsets and your belief system. Somebody say amen. amen. The next thing is your values. Your values. The things you treasure. A person's value or lack of it can cause a person to go beyond the norm. Listen, what you value will determine how far you want to go. What you value? We all have goals. We all have aims. For example, if if this 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 Christmas, right? It is your it is your dream or it is your gift to get um. What are some of the things we are looking for for Christmas? Yeah. Okay, okay. Why are you reading my mind? Yeah. All right. Ah. So if that's what you want, and you are driving uh on the on on, on the street and somebody stops you. And writes for sale on their nice Mercedes. And then they, they give you a ridiculous price for it. And then you ask them, is something wrong with the car? So no, it's okay. No, no. Like you, you know the value of the thing. Now if your mindset is such that you put your values aside and go for your goals, you, you just grab it. Why? Because it's cheap. I mean, but your mind should tell you that Nothing good comes cheap. Hello? Anybody got anything anything good that is cheap before? No. No, no, no. Even salvation that is free. The Bible says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. So my value system tells me that, no, I must have goals, but I must attain those goals within the legal parameters of the life that I'm living. It just doesn't come like that. So you prayed all night. So God has answered your prayer by somebody's free Mercedes on the street. Or you have to pay a bill. You know, the kind of bill that has like 0.19619 cents. And then on your way to church, somebody forgot to write their envelope on their envelope and you see 620. You said, ah, my God is good. God has answered your prayers. Through somebody's mistake, it doesn't happen. Somebody say, it doesn't happen. Yeah. Oh, say, it doesn't happen. It doesn't yeah. happen. It doesn't happen. Your values. You know, people kill for values. Where I come from, there are people who, set, who, who, who detach themselves from their family and fight for years to get a stool so that they will be called chief. They kill family members. They, 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 political connections just to get that that throne or that chair to sit on as a chief. He fights because of that. People die in their, they are, they are asked to stay in the fridge for years. Why people are fighting to see who will succeed them? They are fighting because they value the, 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 the position over the, the lives of other people. Here too, amen? Black Friday, you see people 
pregnant woman. Push the pregnant woman aside. Don't you know? Do uh, you know how I want my flat screen TV? You and your baby. Hey, values, values. These people who experience Jesus, their value system was that the older you are, the greater you are. So the Son of God, after having performed miracles, after expectation, they they, they agreed with his wisdom, but they will not agree with the power that he had. Could it be that our mindset is limiting our God in our day and in our time? Could it be that we are not accessing all that God has for us because of our mindset? Could it be that this whole year there have been parameters we ought to have um, experienced that we have not experienced? Because of our mindset. Because of our mindset. The last but not the least, they are, they are more, but for, because of today I'll end it. It's your environment. Let me just go through up. And then your actions and your choices. Amen? Amen. Your environment. Somebody say environment. environment. Church, I want to encourage every one of us. The environment in which you are planted will determine how and if you even grow at all. You must be very selective of where you plant yourself. Whether it's a place you live, a place you stay, a place you worship, the group of people you hang around with. Because guess what? The same place where you are planted, the nutrients around there are being shared by everybody who is around you. And there are some people who grow in a, in a way that they cover you. And when you are covered, you don't reach the sunlight. And when you don't reach sunlight as a plant, you don't what? You don't grow. You must be very In that environment, there were people who were needy. There were people who needed miracles. But they looked at the Son of God. And they all said together, we know your sister. We saw you when you came. After when you came, there was no space for you even in the inn. Weren't you born in a stable? Weren't you born in a manger? Weren't you wrapped with swaddling clothes? Our environment, however, you must be so selective of your environment. Jesus said that the son of evil is coming, but he has nothing in me. You know why? Because he didn't associate with him. What you associate with, who you associate, where you plant yourself, it affects you. As a child of God, you must be very selective where you go. Be very selective. Be stingy about the company you keep. Because you are either growing or you are being stagnant. There's no middle ground. You are either growing or you are being stagnant. And a lot of us, when we detach ourselves from people who are negative, people who don't help us grow, automatically we tap into the power that is available already. Be select. You, at the end of this year, you must ask yourself, the series of messages that I've been preaching, for those of you in this church, is meant to position you for, for next year. There are some things we ought to review and not do again. At the end of the year, take stock. Ask yourself, this friend, what has he or she brought to my life? Check. Assess and analyze every one of them. Even God himself, he did it. The Bible says, after every day of creation, he sat down and looked and said, it was good. And then he moved on to the next day. Don't move on to next year with some of the bacteria of this year. Hello? Oh, yeah. I know that person is a Christian brother and a Christian sister. I'm not saying, you know, but sometimes you need to love people from afar. Hello? Yeah, you need to love them from afar. Analyze your life. What has, even me as your pastor, analyze me. If from 
For 52 Sundays, those of you who come every Sunday, and Bible says, okay, so more. If, if you grade and you realize that I have not added the way Sandra's father came and scanned Sandra's life and said, mm, there has been a spiritual upgrade, amen? You see, today you made somebody come from Ghana and give me a police. <laughs> Hallelujah. So I feel like at least I've done a good job with one person. One person. <laughs> right? Analyze your life. This year, what have I been able to achieve? And if I've not been able to achieve, is it that my mindset is limiting God? Can you imagine? They limited the only one of Israel, the one who parted the Red Sea. How can you experience a Red Sea partition? How can you experience a, a, a spring water coming from a rock? How can you experience manna delivered to you for one day, every day? And you still limit God because of your mindset. And guess these are not unbelievers, these are believers. Sometimes when you get casual with God, you relegate him to the background. This year, remember, don't make casual your relationship with God. It can limit you. Some of you can limit you. Oh, it can limit you. Why were there disciples in a ship and only Peter decided that, no, if it is you, Lord, bid me to come to you. Because the others were, were, I mean, they were familiar with it. It's the sea, it's a ship, it's a storm, it's the Lord. Come on now. <laughs> I want to challenge someone this morning. Your thanksgiving should be dictated by your knowledge and understanding of who God is. I'm talking about the God who has brought you this far. How many of you know that richer people have died this year? Oh yeah, more blessed people, more faithful people. More faithful people. How many of you know Miles Monroe? I, I mean, Miles Monroe, I mean, like, parliaments invite this man to come and preach the word of God to them. And there are churches in their town. Powerful man. Where is he now? He's gone. We, all of us collectively have not done half of what he did. He's gone. We are talking about the God who meticulously made sure that you are alive today. We are talking about the God who says that his power is available for them that believe. He says nothing shall be impossible to them that believe. So what prevents me from tapping into the power that is available? Is it my mindset? Is it my belief system? Is it my environment? Is it my values? Is it my choices? Is it my knowledge? What is it? I don't know about you, but I know that this year I could have been better. Oh, hello. I could have been better. But I thank God that God gives second chances. I thank God that he gives second chances. And today you have that, you have that opportunity. We're going to enter into a time of worship. And I want your worship to go beyond the song. I want your worship to go beyond the lyrics. I want your worship to go beyond the key in which they are singing or who is singing. I want your worship to be so organic that it's originating from your understanding and your knowledge of God. When Saul danced and his clothes came off, he said, I danced before the Lord who chose me over your father. He told my God. Sorry, David, right? I'm sorry, David. But interestingly enough, God was not visible when he was dancing. The cameras were flashing. People were Instagramming and Snapchatting when he was dancing. But in his head, his mind, 
He was dancing before God. He was praising God. He was worshiping God. This morning, will you worship God? Can you worship God from the point of, I know who you are, Lord? Even beyond what you have done. First, I know who you are. Because when you worship before a great God, it's different. Are you ready to worship God? I want you to put your hand on your head. Even as we get ready for Minister Chris to come. And say after me, Father, I subject my mind to conform to your word. To be transformed according to your word. Renew my mind that I may be able to tap into the power that you have made available. I don't want to be dictated to by culture. I want my environment to be one where I can grow. I want my choices to reflect that I'm a child of God. From today, grant me a deeper understanding, a better appreciation of who you are and what you can do with a yielded heart. Your word says you will keep them in perfect peace whose minds are stayed on you. My mind is focused on you from today in Jesus' mighty name. Somebody say amen. amen. Somebody say amen. amen. Why don't you put your hands together and bless the name of the Lord. I'm going to hand over to Minister 